Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. So glad you're here because it's another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Did you know there are 60,000 new websites launching each and every day? You might think competition is fierce, but really, if you have a website and a business, you need to tune in for the entire episode today because there is a connection that transcends awareness, purchase, and loyalty to any size business, and it is called Brand Affinity. My guest today is an expert on creating unstoppable brands. Stacy Ruth is an acclaimed marketer, entrepreneur, award-winning author with two multi-million dollar agencies. She is acknowledged as one of the top 50 entrepreneurs in Atlanta and is the author of Own Your Own Shift, The Power, Passion, and Freedom to Be Unstoppable. So if you want to be irresistible and unstoppable, let's get straight into our conversation. Welcome, Stacy. Since you're the expert on branding, let's just get straight into it. What exactly is brand affinity? Well, brand affinity can be very difficult to describe without comparing it to something else. I think a lot of people are aware of brand awareness. Well, beyond that and beyond purchase, beyond loyalty, there is this thing that we call brand affinity. I didn't identify brand affinity. It's been around for a while and a lot of marketers are well aware of it, but it's elusive and it can be difficult to really lean in to your brand affinity because every brand has it if you don't understand the affinity you already have. So brand affinity, or at least our potential for it, whatever business we're in, is baked in in one of seven specific ways. So I think the easiest way for me to explain brand affinity is to tell you what the different ways are. So what it does, what brand affinity does is create a unbreakable emotional bond with your customers so that instead of saying, for example, I drink Starbucks coffee, the customer or the client self-identifies with the brand and says in describing themselves, I am a Starbucks coffee drinker. So they're using the brand to define themselves. So there's seven ways to do this. One is if you're now, these names I created, one, a nurture brand. And these brands are centered around moments of pampering and gratification. So think like uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, for example. The second type of brand affinity is Aspire. Aspire brands project an image of perfection or value that resonates deeply and that we want to be associated with. So Aspire brands, think about someone who drives a Mercedes, for example. And a third one is an Exceed brand affinity. Exceed brands deliver beyond expectations. They might have superior service, superior quality, effectiveness, innovation, and they also deliver above the levels of their competitors. Uh, They don't just claim it, they really do it. The uh, fourth factor that I reference is remember. So brands that are remember affinity brands create resonance with warm, positive memories or experiences. A lot of them are childhood memories. And that's why Lego 
ranks very high in remember affinity. All right, so a fifth one is Elevate. These brands confer an improvement to the customer through their use so that the customer feels smarter, more capable, more connected, and Google ranks really high as an Elevate brand. Uh, Another one, uh, sixth one, I think, is Practice. Brands that are practice brands become an integral part of daily actions or habits. So it could be something like your toothpaste or your coffee or uh, your Apple watch, for example. And then seven, and this is one that I particularly have identified, but I think that more and more uh, businesses are really leaning into this one. And it is the affinity of serve. Serve brands are actively making the world a better place. So think Tom's or Patagonia or Bombas, those brands that are giving back or creating a more environmentally friendly, for example, world are serve brands. So those are some of the ways that you can recognize your brand affinity. We've all got it to some degree. We've got all of them to some degree. The one that you really excel at is the one you get to lean into and really leverage. Thanks, Stacy. That was amazing. Can you go a little bit deeper and explain to us why is this so important? Brand affinity exists in all brands. So you might have remember as a brand affinity at say like 10% and you might have aspire at 80%. Understanding this is really helpful in order for you to build that unbreakable emotional bond with your customers. It's really about recognizing who you are as a brand and then leveraging that so that the customers who are really identifying with it can connect with you. And there are ways to do that for each of these brands. For example, if you are an Elevate brand that makes the customer feels smarter, more capable, more connected, then a great way to infuse your marketing or your experience with the customer would be to get testimonials, would be to show case studies or examples of people who succeeded or were more capable or smarter through using your brand. So that's just one example of how you can really leverage it. But even more than that, What really is so important about brand affinity is that brands with brand affinity are more sustainable, they grow faster, and they're less volatile. They're not as reliant on conditions for their success. And these kinds of metrics that I'm quoting actually have been researched and proven in regards to brand affinity. So what makes a brand so special? I personally believe that every brand is special. And the specialness is conferred to the brand by the specialness of its values, its mission, its purpose. And those really are infused from the owners or the leadership of the brand. It attracts employees that resonate with those values and purpose and mission and vision. It also attracts customers and clients who resonate with that set of values, vision, mission, and purpose. So it's so crucial as a part of building that relationship of brand affinity to also understand what you stand for. And what you stand for, even if you're in a really noisy marketplace or industry, is unique to you. 
no one else can be who you are and no one else can be your brand except you. So what do brands with brand affinity have in common? Any brand that's really leveraging its brand affinity is leveraging its ability to grow, to grow at a remarkable rate, to endure, to be sustainable, and to not be subject to external conditions. My agency, for example, weathered the fallout of 9-11, deep recessions, and my current branding consultancy actually tripled its revenues during COVID. And you could say, well, that's because you're a marketer. But in actuality, that is available to any brand that understands and knows and uses its own brand affinity. How about those brands without brand affinity? No brand is actually without brand affinity. Every brand has every possible set of the seven factors of brand affinity, has every possible factor baked into it in some degree. It might just be one or 2%, but they have it. However, they don't necessarily know it. And that's why I have built the brand affinity assessment on my website. If someone really wants to enlighten themselves, not only about what their top three, let's say, brand affinities are, but also to what degree they have them and what to do to leverage them, then you can go to insideoutsmart.com slash brand dash affinity. And there's an assessment on the right-hand side, as well as an ex explanation about brand affinity. So those that don't have it don't exist, but those that don't know that they have it or how to use it wind up being subject to conditions. They wind up struggling. I mean, we've got businesses shutting down at the rate of 80 plus percent every year. It, they're not making it. So knowing what your brand affinity is, is a huge component to being successful. Would you say brand affinity is available to businesses of all sizes? Absolutely. There is no business, whether it is a individual sole proprietor working out of their basement or whether it is a, you know, Fortune 100 company that is without brand affinity. It is such an incredibly powerful tool that is available to any business. And once they understand it, easy to implement. In fact, I recommend that all efforts be focused on leveraging your brand affinity once you know it. What are the most common differentiators between brands? Well, this is a really interesting idea because I think a lot of brands function at the level of differentiators. And there are nine common differentiators that almost every business, when they're dealing at the level of differentiators, will use to some degree. And they include innovation, customer service, uh, proprietary process or product, their people, their expertise. You get the idea. Those are differentiators. But that's not what's really going on in brand affinity. Brand affinity transcends the differentiators. And those brands that truly do have the differentiators that I just described would fall into the 
third category of brand affinity, which is exceed the brands that deliver beyond expectations with superior fill in the blank service, quality, effectiveness, those kinds of things, right? So, but you have to be sure that you really have those things head and shoulders above your competitors or you're not really an exceed brand. So rather than trying to compete with differentiators, it's much better to step into who you are internally within the organization and what the real appeal is. So what would you suggest a brand to have over its competition? It is impossible for a brand to have something over its competition. The really fascinating thing about brand affinity, and I also do a lot of work with brand personality, is that every brand is unique. Every brand has something very special and very individual about it. Even if you are a widget maker in a glutted widget market, instead of trying to be a better widget, it's important to look at the brand from the inside out, hence the name of my company, Inside Out Marketing. It's important to look at what drives the brand and what it really can provide. You could be a widget maker that has strong aspire brand affinity that is projecting an image of perfection and elevation and value above and beyond every other widget out there. Or you might create a nurturing brand around widgets that are creating these moments of pampering and gratification. You know, that's why we're using widgets. It could be anything, right? You get the idea. You can even have nostalgic remember widgets that remind people of the widgets they had when they were kids. You get the idea. So it's not really about trying to, to get one up on the competition. It's about showing up as fully and totally as your brand as you can do. In your experience, what are brands who need help in branding saying to themselves? Brands that are not leveraging their brand most often have a lack of understanding of what branding actually is. Originally, back in the day, a brand was your logo. And you might think of it as the look and feel and maybe the voice of the brand. But brands that are lacking traction and need help with their branding generally refer to themselves as feeling like they are not visible enough and that they are having difficulty competing. So they are measuring themselves against other brands rather than really looking at who they are authentically within the brand. So I like to really help people get to know who they are, who they're really speaking to, how they're really serving their customers and identifying their ideal customers. Even brands that have been around a minute sometimes are trying to appeal to everyone or anyone who will buy their services or products rather than actually honing in on who they can best help and serve. So often there's this idea of uh, trying to do more, more, more of social media, of marketing initiatives, of click funnels, of video, uh, all these marketing tactics, rather than taking a beat and really getting familiar with their own brand. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. That was very insightful and educational. So what is a favorite quote you go by? Well, my favorite quote is from Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged. 
And it is, the question isn't who is going to let me. The question is, who is going to stop me? Ooh, I love, love that quote. So where can people find you if they need branding help? Well, I am available on my website. You can contact me through that at insideoutsmart.com, or you can find me on social media under Inside Outsmart on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube. Awesome. Thank you again. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 